It's the Dubai Property Podcast for news, interviews and market trends. And welcome back to another episode of the Dubai Property Podcast, talking real estate, of course, around the UAE and available on Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcast from. The week is rocketing by once again around the UAE. It is a Thursday morning, September the 14th. And good morning to you wherever you are in the world because it's great to have so many people listening in all corners it seems including Ricky and Shar in Merritt Island there in Florida in the US. Shar says that she looks forward to every episode to find out a little bit more about what is happening in the Dubai property market. She says that they have been to Dubai multiple times because her sister is living here but she has never fully understood the real estate property market until she found our podcast. Nice of you to say so, Shah. And in the next six months, she hopes to buy an investment property. This is the great thing, of course, about sending us an email and letting us know what your thoughts are. And of course, great to have you and Ricky as part of the Dubai Property Podcast family because we are one big melting pot of international people looking at making the UAE home. And just a reminder, the email address is dubaipropertypodcast at gmail.com. It's nice and easy to remember. We love getting your emails. That address again is dubaipropertypodcast at gmail.com. Well, it's another busy day, as I mentioned, around the UAE for all sorts of property transactions, no doubt. And in property news, Bayut, the UAE's property portal, has unveiled Bayut GPT. It's the first AI-driven property search assistant in the region. And the innovation is aiming to simplify the real estate market exploration for users by engaging in conversations and offering, they say, data-backed recommendations. Well, throughout the year, we have been talking about these buyers wanting to get into the property market who are somewhat stuck renting at the moment. Some are waiting for the market to go down. Some are cautious, hesitant, and it really is a catch-22 situation. And we covered this a couple of months ago, and I asked Nia what she was thinking with regard to it. Yeah, so I would say that most of the tenants that I've spoken to daily, they've been in a sort of cycle every year of waiting for the price to come down. See, COVID, they didn't want to buy because it was quite a scary time, unpredictable, didn't know what was happening. And now they found themselves renting for years and years. They thought this time last year that now it would be down and they could buy, and it's the opposite. So they're finding that the properties they're used to, they can't get that for the same value anymore. So they seem to be moving more out of the outskirts of Dubai, you know, the new areas. Um, but there are a lot of smaller builds. So they end up sort of just being a little bit unhappy, really. And, and lots of the landlords are expecting one check payments, which is essentially a, a down payment on a lot of properties in other areas of Dubai, you know, away from the Palm, away from downtown. But the tenants are just used to their lifestyle. So they're just constantly paying the, the high rents instead. 
And back to you, Matt. Do you feel that the buyers that you're currently dealing with feel that the market is kind of at that point where they are just prepared to wait for the market to stabilise more, which of course is a very dangerous thing to do, or are you finding that there is an appetite right now for purchasing? We're doing record months, month on month. And I think that a lot of the people I talk to in other real estate companies are doing the same thing. You only have to follow them on social media and you can see them posting. So an appetite for people to wait for it to stabilize, probably not there. We're seeing a lot of investors come into the market. I see all the transactions that come through this office. And, you know, there are people that are buying it tenanted so they can take on the rents and just continue. Because at the end of the day, right, rents are growing, as we've already mentioned. 22 plus percent in growth in the first six months of this year. So, you know, although prices are going up, if you're an investor, so are rents, meaning great for your yield, especially if you're buying it in cash. Yeah, and cash is king. And what about you, Nir? Uh, people that you're talking to just waiting for the market to stabilise or are they deciding let's jump in and buy something? I would have, I mean, if it was me, I would buy something now, but most of the tenants I'm speaking to have the general consensus that it's going to go down. So they're waiting for this inevitable drop, which hasn't come yet, which is why they end up paying more money year on year um, instead of investing and sort of paying towards their own mortgage. We are more than just a real estate podcast. We cover a multitude of subjects, including property data, current buyer-seller sentiment, and the mood of the market. Follow each week all of the main talking points and know your property. So, yes, that is a real sticking point in the market. And if you are a procrastinator, that is only unfortunately going to compound that whole situation of trying to get out of renting and get yourself into property ownership. And there is always, we should point out, things to take into consideration on the other side of the list. Yes, it's fair to say that we talk a lot about the the booming market, but some of the things that can make property prices go sideways are economic uncertainties. Global economic fluctuations can impact investor confidence. Oversupply. Now, the surplus of new developments can, at different times in cycles, drive down prices. Then we've got the rising interest rates. At the moment, they're quite steady, but higher interest rates, that can affect the borrowing capacity. Reduced investor interest, changes in government policies. Now, that could affect foreign investment. And let's not forget about the whole geopolitical Regional conflicts can create that uncertainty which flows into the real estate property market. Currency exchange rates, there's a little bit of that that has been going on this year. Currency devaluation, that can affect foreign investment. New taxation, introduction of property-related taxes, that can impact affordability. Market saturation. That's also something else that can, in a property cycle, change things. And the job market, economic shifts can affect employment and housing demand. So there is always a downside to every up. And if you are an investor at the moment, what is the best type of investment strategy that you might be thinking about? Long-term 
or short term. And I want to take you back to some earlier comments around this that we covered off with Mario. Yeah, so uh, we, we've been speaking about this because I know that uh, Michael and, and Ranak have had different investors approach them to talk about what's the best investment strategy. Now, long term is, as the word says, long term renting is, you know, people renting properties for, for longer, in fact, than six months, but typically a year, two, etc. And the pitfalls that come with those short term tends to be anything under six months, and that will then bring in holiday rents. The areas that Michael and Raunek work in is is known as Jumeirah Lakes Towers. So, Michael, maybe you can explain to the listeners what some of your landlords have been talking about, especially where you have two metro stations in the location, what advice you've been giving people and the pros and cons for those two strategies. Short term, the long term has been a kind of ongoing battle with investors, particularly since COVID. You know, when people were getting very low rents, they were looking for, you know, opportunities to kind of boost their income and, and boost their profit on the unit. So short term kind of came into the light. It's a big industry. When we talk about short term, we're talking about Airbnb, Booking.com, VRBO. I have had a lot of investors in the past that will, you know, pick a unit, put it on a short term market. But to be honest, the trend I'm seeing lately is landlords are kind of coming out of the short term industry and going back to the long term industry. And there's a number of factors that are contributing to that. As I said, COVID kind of really drove the short term market up with the kind of rises we're seeing in rents over the past couple of years. So, you know, 27 percent up this year, the figures are kind of climbing back up and people are starting to weigh up the amount of work that's involved in the short term market, you know, dealing with hosts. It's a seasonal industry. So you do kind of find yourself under a bit more pressure in the summer as opposed to the winter if we're talking about Dubai. If you do go on the long-term market, Dubai has very strong tenancy laws, so there is a 12-month notice to give to the tenant. Don't forget to subscribe. We have so many episodes, all designed to help you better understand the constantly evolving and dynamically changing real estate property market. And in other property news, Aldar Estates, a subsidiary of Aldar Properties, has expanded its portfolio by acquiring Fab Properties. Now, Fab Properties established themselves back in 2011 and is a subsidiary of First Abadar. Bank and specialises in comprehensive real estate solutions, including marketing, leasing, facility management, and financial reporting. And it currently manages approximately 22,000 units across 600 properties. Well, coming up in a couple of weeks' time, we are going to be hearing once more from Tatiana Leskova from S&P Global. I'm looking forward to catching up with Tatiana again because we spoke to her over four months ago now about the outlook and how she perceived four months ago how the 2023 year was going to play out and how positive back then she was talking about the real estate market. We still think the outlook broadly for the real estate sector in Dubai is quite stable despite numerous economic pressures that are mounting globally. We still think the developers and real estate operators will continue to see growth, will generate strong cash flows and will continue to see some improvement in their credit metrics. 
Some of the factors that are supporting our view are, in fact, um, favorable macro environment. Dubai's GDP grew by around 5% last year. When we, we expect it to continue to grow at around 3% this year. We expect the population to grow as well. And some of the major pressure points uh, globally have been less acute for Dubai real estate um, companies. These are, you know, mostly related to cost inflation, also to high, uh, higher interest rates. So cost inflation was much lower in Dubai last year, and it's expected it will remain around 3% this year as well. And uh, Dubai real estate is generally not very sensitive to interest rate hikes. It's essentially a cash market. Uh, the bulk of the transactions, over 80% of real estate transactions are uh, made in cash. So the increase of in, in interest rates has uh, relatively limited consequences for the Dubai real estate. And at the same time, the currency depreciation, currencies depreciation we have seen globally is seen as rather a, uh, you know, a protective feature in, in Dubai. Uh, UAE Durham is back to the USD and international buyers coming from the emerging markets see the as a as a hedging option, in fact, to hedge their currency exposure. So, you know, overall, we think this uh, economic uh, pressures globally will be less severe in Dubai, although we cannot say that Dubai will be com completely immune, of course, because it's an open economy. So there will be some consequences. That's why we think for real estate, there will be some stabilization in terms of prices, but we are not yet talking about a decline or the change in the cycle. Navigate the world of real estate like a pro with expert insights, opinions and trends to up your game and knowledge when buying your next property. Well, it seems that just about every week, what is heating up is the hotel space and your opportunity to invest in a hotel. The latest is Rove Hotels. They are going to be entering the Dubai residential property market with Rove Home Downtown in the Burj Khalifa district. So if that is a space that you are thinking about investing, we will no doubt be bringing you more news about Rove Hotel as that rolls out. And that pretty much wraps up our Thursday podcast today. So whatever you are up to when it comes to real estate around the UAE, whether you are here or outside of it, happy hunting, happy chasing your real estate dreams and look forward to catching you back, of course, on Saturday with the Saturday morning property market update. Catch you then. If you're serious about real estate, we're serious about delivering the most comprehensive property information every week. The top three international owners are, drumroll, UK, the US and Singapore. Ultra high net worths from Malaysia rank highest. When the property is handed over, generally speaking, especially in a rising market, is that the property you know, is probably worth a lot more than what you actually paid for it who are looking for second homes and they are targeting those standalone homes which are in extremely short supply. We haven't got any new large-scale waterfront developments to speak of. And so the mentality of the investors totally changed and everyone now is trying to pick themselves a townhouse or a villa. We don't just report on real estate news, we take you to the source of the information. We produce more property podcasts every week than anyone else. We are your trusted guide for all things real estate. 
The skyline is constantly changing, growing and expanding. The Dubai Property Podcast for all things real estate.